Well, well, well. Good morning, good people. Somebody say glory. <laughs> good day, good day. How are you? It is 7.43 a.m. here on the East Coast. The sun is rising in the east. This is Mr. Fred Hammond. I was reminded when I was in a very low time that this CD really helped to guide me and bring me out. Words are amazing. They're healing. What a gift to the world. Anyway, how does this find you this morning? Are you all right? How is your family? How is your mind? How is your soul? How are you faring in all of this? Well, we all are trying to find ways to cope with what is going on. But first, I want to thank you for choosing to subscribe to this podcast. I also want to thank my sponsors. Thank you so very much. This life is so very short. They say 525,600 minutes in a year, 365 days in a year, 168 hours in a week. Listen to the drums on this. Nice little pocket there, right? The name of this song is Let the Praise Begin. This was back in the day, 90s. (laughs) Good music really, really never dies. But uh, I wanted to just share a few moments with you this morning. This journey is so very short. Um, All of you have heard me say time and time again that I do believe that we are all seeds born into this world with a gift to give the world. If you will, for a second, think about the mango seed. And I've talked about this before, so it may sound familiar. But if you have a mango seed in your hand, what do you see? Do you see a mango tree or do you see a mango seed? This is just one example of how I would like to talk about this little subject this morning. There's something about being a seed. There's something about having a seed, knowing you're a seed, and you finding out for yourself that there is something that you're supposed to do on this journey. Been watching a little bit of documentaries during this time. I saw a great documentary on the great Quincy Jones, and his life story is pretty amazing. Uh, But this morning, I want to take time to tell you about someone that you may not know about. I'm not trying to jump ahead of anyone, but I was moved to do this because when people have influences on your life, sometimes they don't even know they have influence on you. Uh, Now, growing up, my mother was an evangelist (laughs) Uh, in a church uh, called Sunlight Baptist Church down in Newark, New Jersey. And one day... Uh, we were headed to sunlight and my mom had a feeling, a vision, if you will, uh, stirring in her soul to actually drive another way. And she said, you know what? I'll never forget it. She said, you know what? We're going to Red's church this morning. And we were like, okay, Red, we don't really know who Red is. 
So we wound up at a church called St. Paul Unified Free Will Baptist Church. And we got there and we walked in and the feeling, I still remember the feeling walking in there. It felt kind of like home. And I was very, very young at the time. I think I might have been in fifth grade at the time. Um, Not getting off, but are you ready for your blessing is coming? Anyway, um, so we walk in this church and we begin to learn about her friend Red, who was this amazing pastor. Uh, He had six children and five boys and one girl. (laughs) And him and his wife at a church on Badger Avenue down in Newark, New Jersey. And the church is still there. Now it's called St. Paul Life Center. Um, But anyway, I saw this amazing family and (coughs) they were so very inspiring in so many ways. I I didn't even know how inspiring people can be until I actually walked into that sanctuary. Anyway, shout out to the Ross family. Love you guys. Um, Musically, they were very, very gifted and they all still are. Um, I am what you call a learned singer. Um, I believe there's some people who are gifted to do it. I believe that some people have a little extra sprinkle on them, if you will. And this entire family, I believe, had a bit of an extra sprinkle, sprinkle, excuse me, on all of them. And I began to befriend uh, the children. Um, We became friends and Hilton Rawls Sr., who was kind of the choir director, you know, was very gifted. Uh, they can all sing. Now they have the Rawls family. They still have the Rawls family. They can sing their faces off. And I would sit in awe and listen to these people. Um, two brothers play the drums. Now, Timothy was very, very young at the time. Tim might have been eight or nine. I'm not sure. But he was, man, he was fire on the drums. I was like, who is this little boy? And how does he play the drums like that? <laughs> and his brother, Brian, his older brother, Brian, who's my brother-in-law. Shout out to Brian Rawls. Um, I know that you take care of my sister. God bless you, brother. Uh, anyway, um, so Brian also plays the drums. Um, I want to keep uh, playing a little bit of this CD for you guys. Uh, I'm going to understand why I'm playing this in a moment. Um, when the spirit of the Lord comes upon my heart, I will dance like David dance. Oh, my goodness. I remember this song. Come on now. Y'all need to have a little worship service right now. I'm in the car. Uh, the kids are sleeping. I didn't want to wake them up. So anyway, um, again, this won't be a long podcast. <laughs> when the sport, so the spirit of the Lord comes upon my heart, I will dance like David dance. Come on now. Listen to the drums on this one. Hey. Everybody had a different style of playing drums, right? Nice hit on that. Boom, boom. Take it up with it. Boom. It's like a drum master class. Anyway, no, it's not really. Um, so anyway, Brian would play the drum Sunday morning. I would be like watching the drumsticks move and the way they just naturally would play. And it kind of mesmerized me a little bit. Now, I had never picked up a drumstick in my life. Never did. And I sang a little bit in church, but hearing them sing inspired me as well. So I joined the church choir and uh, and began to fake play the drums (laughs) fake play because they were drummers you know like they say the basketball players and people who play basketball they were drummers i I was just trying to play the drums um anyway so within within all that we had many youth 
concerts. Uh, we would go around and I got introduced to Hezekiah Walker and Timothy Wright and all these amazing artists. The choir would sing behind and for and with in concert. Donna McClurkin, the Clark sisters, all these amazing, amazing artists growing up. It was so very humbling. So, so very humbling. And I was so grateful just to be in the number because I was like Faith Evans, of course, Joe, all these people. Um, another guy named Joe who played the organ was amazing. But anyway, there was this one guy where I saw play the drums um, in one of the concerts that we did. His name was Jeff Davis. Shout out to the Davis family. Again, this won't be a long podcast, but I want to tell you a bit about this gentleman. Jeff Davis was this. Oh, my goodness. He came in. It was tall. And, you know, dark skinned gentleman. And I'm like, OK, what he going to do? This gentleman got on the drums and just rocked out. I was like, OMG. Just the way he was kind of towering over the set. If that if you could visualize it, you should YouTube it. Jeff Davis. A lot of master classes at Sam Ash and at churches and things um, gifted. So anyway, I'll say all this to say Jeff Davis uh, passed away last evening. Um, I found out from Hilton Rawls uh, Jr. Uh, via Facebook. And then we had a text exchange and we were supposed to talk last night. But understand life is happening. So anyway, um, good people. Jeff Davis. Jeff Davis, an incredible gift to the world. There's some people, you know, whom you know, you just have to acknowledge. And uh, I want to acknowledge him. Um, during this time, there are a lot, there's a lot going on and many people are, no other way to say it. Some people, you know, we're, we're leaving here. And I know that people gave him the earthly praise while he was here and he heard it from people. He heard it from me. A lot of people don't know this, but, you know, Jeff did a couple things uh, for me uh, along the journey. But anyway, Jeff was an amazing drummer. Please, please look on YouTube and listen to Jeff Davis. You could hear him all over Richard Smallwood stuff and a whole lot of other people. But I just want to read a little bit about Jeff Davis just to pay uh, honor uh, to him at this moment. Let's see what track I can find here. This is a this says glory to glory to. Ooh. This is Fred Hammond, y'all. Y'all need to get some old school Fred Hammond. Come on now. Glory to glory to glory to glory to glory. Glory to God. Anyway, all right. It's early. This says glory to glory to glory. Oof. Glory to glory to glory to God. Hey, anyway, all right. Um, I'm always grateful and thankful. So anyway, uh, <clears throat> growing up, Jeff was definitely one of the influences, uh, as well as Brian Rawls and Timothy Rawls. And Hezekiah Walker also had this amazing drummer. And everybody had their own style of playing, you know. And because I didn't really, you know, grow up around the drums in that way, anybody I saw on the set, I was just like, I want to be like them when I grow up. <laughs> Um, and I played occasionally in church. Uh, Brian and Tim would allow me occasionally to play. And uh, Brandon uh, and I, we kind of learned together a little bit, I guess. And we used to, you know, 
we play a little devotional service and they would play for the choir and all that. And it was really a lot of fun growing up. But Jeff Davis was a gift to the world and Jeff would play like the major concerts and stuff, you know, um, all around Newark and every place else all around the world. He traveled the world. So I want to get back to this real quick. Um, be grateful and thankful for all he has done. Uh, I want to play this one song for you guys. It's pretty amazing. Let's see. Oh, that's a nice song, too. Okay, let's see. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Oh, Lord have mercy. Okay, so, Jeff Davis. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. Now, they didn't say that no weapon would not be formed against us. We all know that weapons are going to be formed against us, but they won't prosper. See, that's the difference. This is what I've learned about this scripture. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Lord will lift up a standard against it. Anyway, okay, I won't preach because it's not my time to do that. Jeff Davis was not allowed to do anything musical outside of church growing up. So he simply looked for every opportunity to play that his mother would approve of. Dave's, Davis's dedication to the drums and heartfelt spirituality has led him to become one of the most recorded drummers in gospel music today. This is something I'm just reading offline, good people. Davis had to be content to sit and watch church deacons play for years before he ever got the chance to try his hands at drumming at a few worship services. From there, he graduated to playing for church choirs and local singing groups before he branched out with traveling choirs such as the Institutional Radio Choir from New York and Paradise. Hold on one second, good people. I just want to make sure this is off so I don't get interrupted here. All right, I'm going to get back to it. This is just something I'm reading offline again. Uh, through tours of the East Coast and the Midwest, Davis found himself gaining momentum. And his big break came when Paradise played a concert with gospel pianist Richard Smallwood. Richard Smallwood, I got to meet him a few weeks ago. He came to uh, the Wiz of Oz because Hilton 3 was in the Wiz of Oz, a living legend. You need to get his album too. A few weeks later, Smallwood asked Davis to fill in on drums. 20 plus years, the pair's relationship is going strong and through Smallwood, the budding drummer has been able to seize opportunities to work with the likes of Vanessa Bell Armstrong, Vicky Winans, and John P. Key, among others. Davis's staunch commitment to the message behind gospel music has led him to have song-oriented styles with the deep pockets at the same time. You have to understand that drummers get in a pocket and Davis, I mean, Jeff had a pocket, man. <laughs> His pocket was amazing. Okay, uh, I'll read this part again. So Davis's staunch commitment to the message behind gospel music has led him to have song-oriented styles with a deep pocket. At the same time, his flexibility with and alternativeness to all styles of music and his playing on tracks such as Smallwood's Anthem of Praise and James Hall's King of Glory have been recognized as major forces behind the shaping of gospel drumming as its own cohesive style. 
Nowadays, Davis continues to play with Smallwood and others while also working with friends on uh, projects called J-Ban, whose first album will feature arrangements of some of Davis's favorite gospel hymns. Davis also collaborated with Gonbop, I'm not sure who that is, it says G-O-N-B-O-P-S, to produce a new gospel tambourine. Anyway, that's just a little bit about Jeff Davis. Now, you all should go out, really, and listen to Jeff. Listen to Richard Smallwood's albums. Um, and just really do a lot of research on him because it's worth it. Uh, Black History Month just passed. I wonder if we can try to get something uh, done to honor Jeff uh, more during Black History Month and, and other times of the year. I'm sure the family will do something extraordinary for him. I want to share something with the young people if you're listening to this. Young people understand sometimes you just have to be good at one thing. You don't have to be good at five or six things. It's good to have five or six things that you know you could possibly do, but if you are good at one thing here's the thing that i know about jeff and a few others that i grew up with if you can concentrate and focus on one thing that seed that's planted inside of you now it says there that he grew up in church just watching people play now the seed was already planted in him his parents probably didn't even know the gift that they really birthed into the world but he realized what a gift he was going to be so I'm more than sure when he got up there and started playing, it was like, this is what I'm supposed to do. This is what I'm meant to do. And he probably had stories with his mom and dad or whomever was in the family and said, hey, you guys got to get me a set. I got to, You know, this is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. You probably realized that very, very early. Now, there's something about it. There's something about the fire that's in your belly that you cannot ignore. There are a lot of young people around whom are walking around trying to find what their purpose is. Understand something. Without a purpose in this life, it's kind of like walking around blindly. You can't do that, especially now in 2020. Young people, hear me and hear me well. I know that I'm on the Z list. You really don't know who I am. But the one thing I do know is that you've got to have purpose in your life. You've got to have purpose. And then once you have your purpose, you've got to have a passion behind your purpose. Jeff is a prime example of someone who lived his purpose and then also had a passion for it. And someone saw it. Someone picked up on it. And then you just never know. It's kind of like sometimes people say, look, when you're singing, you have to sing for five people just like you're singing for 500. You sing for 500 people just like you're singing for 5,000 because you never know who's in the audience. So just in this little bit that I read you, I'm a little excited because I get excited because life is so short and I won't get emotional about it, but life is so short. So we've got to realize quickly what our gifts are so that we can serve our gifts back to the world. Jeff Davis served his gift to the world proudly. He proudly stood up and said, I am for Christ. This is what I'm about. Uh, I'm going to bless people with these two sticks and all of these things that just are round and make sound. <laughs> all of the symbols. I mean, think about it. He played all over the world doing what he loved. He brought joy to people's life doing what he loved. 
And he probably really didn't have to have a job ever in his life. He lived in his work. I've talked about that before. There's something about work. Everybody say work really fast. Say work, say work, say work. We have to live in our work. Jeff Davis was incredible. I want to share a quick story with you that I'm going to go. So many, many years ago, I didn't know that I was going to be doing this for my life because in some ways I kind of felt like I grew up with so many amazing people that I really didn't feel like I was gifted enough to give anything back to the world in that way. I felt like I had something in my belly and people would always say, hey, Dwayne, you got a nice voice, blah, blah, blah. And I'd be like, yeah, whatever. Right. <laughs> I really wanted to play basketball. I really wanted to be in the NBA. And I put a lot of hours into it, not realizing that was never going to happen for me until much later on. So anyway, because I wasn't very good. <laughs> anyway, um, so turns out, good people, I do this thing at the Apollo. I went at the Apollo. That'll be another story for another day. Anyway, my first gig in New York City when I left school, I was actually in seminary for three years. A lot of people don't know that. I went to seminary for three years. But when I went to New York City, my friend Brian Dickerson told me to go. So I went and I stayed with him and I booked my first gig. It was called Motown Cafe. It was on 57th Street in New York City. And it was incredible. I got to meet so many incredible people. Everybody who was on Motown Records came in that was still alive at the time. And I was like, oh my goodness, like I get to sing for these amazing people. And guess what Jeff Davis did one year? You guys don't know this. So Jeff Davis, I hadn't seen him in years. Now, when I left, was I 17, 18 years old when I graduated high school? Um, and I didn't really know that he really like, like knew anything that I was doing. So guess who he walks in Motown Cafe with? Donnie McClurkin. He walks in Motown Cafe with Donnie McClurkin. I was freaking out. I saw them because at Motown, the stage was like right on the floor and you see everybody that comes in. You sing for the people. It's so very close. And I'll never forget that Jeff, like he remembered me, first of all, because they, I mean, growing up, there were so many people that, you know, he saw. I really didn't think he would remember me. But he said to me, I'll never forget it. He said, I bought. Donnie to hear you sing I was like what you you did what obviously he had come in another day and I, I obviously didn't see him when he came in but he said he came back and he wanted to bring Donnie in to hear me sing now I was just singing like the Motown stuff you know the the my girl and the reach out stuff from the four tops you know just doing my thing I was a kid but Jeff introduced me to Donnie. Now, Donnie didn't know that years ago we had actually shared the stage with him because of Hilton down in Newark. There was a big old church. It was like, I don't know if Booby remembers, but it was like the Clark sisters or the Pace sisters, uh, Donnie McClurkin, I think Hezekiah Walker and, a, and another choir, I can't remember, and us, the St. Paul Concert Choir. We would, we would be AD back in the day. We was rolling deep. We had some amazing voices in the choir. Shout out to Lauren. Um, anyway, um, so yeah. So anyway, he, he Donnie McClurkin walked in. I was like, look at this. We had a nice conversation. He encouraged me. Jeff was like, man, do your thing. You know, you're great. Follow your dream. You know, just all this amazing stuff. And I didn't really think the dude would remember who I was. He inspired me to get on a drum set and really have a love for drums, watching him, Timothy, Brian, 
and a lot of other gospel drummers growing up. But I got to tell you, you know, sometimes we never know in this life. And I did get to work with Jeff uh, on a piece uh, with Pastor Carr. Uh, Pastor Carr uh, writes a lot of plays and I got to work on uh, a little bit of a show uh, at the time with Jeff. He was coming in and giving his insight into the play as well. And we got to share a lot of laughs. It was fun. And he got to share his insight. Uh, I remember one time we... uh, we both, you know, we had some differing opinions about how the actors should be uh, saying their lines. <laughs> and we had a moment. <laughs> and uh, then we got past the moment and, and life. And it was no big moment. It was just us, you know, that's two creators going, hey, I think this. No, I think that. Well, they should. You know what I mean? Because it's what creative people do. And uh, he inspired me uh, and I actually uh, took his advice and uh, gave the notes to the actors that, uh, that he thought uh, they should be doing. But a lot of people don't know that either. But I want you to share your stories as well. One of the reasons why I do this podcast is uh, is to try to... Uh, woo! This is a real nice thing. Come on now. See, I tried to find a Richard Smallwood CD this morning. But see, what happened is I got this big old book of music that's like packed away somewhere because CD World is like... <laughs> kind of past but i still do have a lot of cds so maybe tomorrow's podcast i'll uh bring in um one of jeff davis's uh compositions uh with uh richard smallwood but here's a great song well that one's skipping so we're not going to listen to that one (laughs) let's see which one is this here oh this is good comes upon my heart I will dance like David dance. Oh, when the Spirit of the Lord comes upon my heart. Let's have a session right now. I will dance like David. Woo, listen to that drum. See, Jeff will get in the pocket like this and just like bring you in. You know what I mean? He will bring you in. So, anyway, good people. You are amazing. You are a gift to this world. But now more than ever, we need to tell people whom are here that we love them, that we cherish them, that we are grateful for them, that they inspire us, that where would we be if we didn't have them in our lives? Uh, I feel like we're always on the mend. It's just a part of the journey, right? None of us are exempt from it. But I do know this about you, even though I may not know you. I do know that you are exceptional, that you are a gift to this world. And I would encourage all of you to serve your gift back in some way, shape, or form now. We need you more than ever. There's a young person down in Newark who needs to hear your voice. There's a young young person in Australia who needs to hear your voice. There's a young person in New Zealand. There's a young person in China who needs to hear your voice. If you have a book that's in your belly, write that book. If you have a song that needs to be written, write that song. If you have a sermon that needs to be preached, preach that sermon. Don't let the graveyard take the gift that you've been given. Pastor Ross used to always say, we're sons and daughters of the graveyard. (laughs) It is so very true. Jeff Davis was an amazing gift to this world. And I just wanted to pay a little tribute to him.
My son is now playing the drums. Maybe I'll share a video on Facebook of one of his recitals, but he doesn't know uh, that Jeff was a big influence, and I will share Jeff Davis's music with DJ as he begins to grow into being a drummer. He's a pocket drummer. He's a pocket drummer. I love all of you. Thank you so much for choosing to subscribe to this podcast. I am greatly appreciative to each and every one of you. Please take care of yourselves. Please don't go out unless you have to. Wash your hands. If you do feel anything coming on, try to do as much as you can at home. And then if you have symptoms that seem to be extreme, make your way to an emergency room so that they can test you. <laughs> Let's take care of one another, community. I hope all of you know that community is really what's going to get us through this. Uh, community, family, love, and grace, and God's grace, and God's mercy is going to protect and keep all of us. And if this be the last time you hear my voice, I bid all of you peace, love, and grace. All of you are amazing gifts. Please serve your gift back to the world. For Jeff's sake, for all these people whom are losing their lives on a daily basis, let's make this world a better place. I'll talk to you guys a little later. Do you want to dance? Do you want to dance? Do you want to?